Welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 227. And today we're going to be talking about two found footage films. One that is part of a franchise called The Fear Footage 3AM. And we're also going to be talking about The Monster Project from 2017. That's right. So a brand new one that just came out. And we're also going to be doing The Monster Project. You think we should do The Monster Project first and then do the other one? Yeah, sure. Why not? It's chronological. That's what we usually do. Yeah, I think most people are going to want to be interested. Are going to be interested in the new movie though too. So, but you guys always have the timestamps down below. So if you ever want to skip to something, you can do that below. Just follow the link below. Below. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, holy shit! What a fucking start of the podcast today. I literally just spent thirty fucking minutes trying to rewire the entire fucking podcast because. Christina's mic wasn't working for some reason, so I had to test out each wire, figure out where the problem was. It doesn't want me here anymore. And it was the board, but I somehow accidentally hit the phantom power for her mic. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was losing. I was losing my mind. I was like, "Give me the fucking whiskey. <laughs> Give me the fucking black, black velvet and little boys. <laughs> Whatever." <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you got your first shot yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm almost, I'm 60% uh, COVID free. Yay. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Like 60% or something? No, on the I first think shot? it's like 85. Dude, I was so fucking nervous about taking the shot. I haven't had a shot in a long time. And you got to mm -hmm. keep in mind, I used to do IVs three times a week of uh, naturopath for uh, vitamin C treatments. Mm -hmm. Three times a week. Why'd you stop doing that? I don't know, because I just, because it was free. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> my my ex-girlfriend worked oh, in a naturopath. Right. Yeah. I forgot. This is a lady that would treat people with cancer, because right. uh, a lot of people don't know, but uh, vitamin C can help uh, cure cancer. Right. And, the you know, I mean, that's, I don't want to sound like I'm a conspiracy nut or anything like that, because God knows we have it too helps. much of that shit lately. I wouldn't say it cures it, it's just It is help. a huge help. They've done it. it they have tested it in lab mice, and it works. There was, I saw a lady who had walked into the fucking place during one of my treatments over the months that I had been doing this. She was riddled in her brain. She couldn't even walk. She was like in a wheelchair and like had brain cancer and wasn't looking good. She did treatments every single day. Mm -hmm. And like, holy shit, dude, that woman was hiking mm -hmm. a month and a half later. There you go. I was like, holy shit, dude, that is like... Well, it just goes... It just, I don't know how long she lived, but I'm just saying, like, something helped. It goes to show you, like, what you eat affects your body. Yeah, I guess so. What you so. put in your body. So keep drinking that black velvet. 
<laughs> Bring me open. But yeah, dude, so I got the shot. I was like, Christina's all holding my hand. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. It'll be fine. I, I don't know why I was so worried. And I didn't even know that when they put it in. I didn't even feel exactly. it. Well, you had you had a great nurse. That was a, a volunteer nurse. And she was great. She was. Yeah, she was good. She, she was, was really a- intense, though, at first. She was like. Have you had anything? <laughs> like at first, and I was like, okay. I was like, I'm going to look the other way. <laughs> I don't know why I cared. I've had so many shots, and now my arm's a little sore. Mm-hmm. Not really that bad. Like, right. I did it on my right side because I've been sleeping on my left a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah. So maybe next time I'll do it on the left. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. But I'm glad that, you know, I'm like I was telling the fucking lady when we were on the way out, I was like, I'm going to get a gold chain. I'm going to laminate this fucking vaccine card, the vaccine card, and then it's going to have a gold plate around it. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I'm going to wear that shit to everywhere I go. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still going to wear a mask because I'm a polite individual that's considerate. You know, you can call me a sheep all you want, but if the sheep aren't looking out for each other, who the fuck is? Right. All right. Suck a dick. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get political because, of course, fu- being uh, safe is, and, and is being political. polite is political all of a sudden now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so today or this week, what what else have we been doing? Oh, um. Yeah, I'm going to take another shot. I, I still feel the anger building up inside. <laughs> I don't got another one on. We're just busy. You know, we were yeah. dealing with family and life and moving things around i think we got like a desk and some shit mm-hmm. so we're like trying to figure that out i haven't i'm sorry i haven't put any youtube videos up this week guys it's just i don't know sometimes it's like you're just not in the mood to be in front of a camera you know what i mean right and and, and i've been doing this thing where i just pass out in the middle of like just sitting there talking sometimes like that's I, not good i have this like narcoleptic thing going on and i don't like it like right. that's why like sometimes i don't stream because i'm like and then I'll go, the fucked up thing is, I'll be so fucking tired. I'll be sitting on the couch, you know, getting ready for fucking stream or whatever. And then I'll fucking all of a sudden fall asleep for like 20, 30 minutes and not even realize I was asleep. Wake up because I'm snoring. And you'll be like, well, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> I go and lay in bed and I can't fucking sleep. <laughs> so then I get up an hour later because I'm just sitting there doing nothing. You should see a doctor. Yeah, I'm probably dying. We're all dying. Oh, God. What is this fight club now? Sylvia Plath? Anyway, so yeah, it's fun. I I should drive more, you know, just to test it out. Not my car. (laughs) Have you ever fallen asleep at the wheel, actually? Like, I don't mean drunk. I just mean like. No, I've never. I have. I was tired. Why did, Why were you driving? I don't... Because I had to go home. It was senior break. Oh, we were, I've ha- I had... We were graduation week. Two friends in high school died who fell asleep at the wheel. That's Oof, why. I'm lucky I'm, I didn't die. Right. My buddy was supposed to keep me awake and he was sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some idiot who was a pothead, a friend of mine, was like, oh yeah, just turn on the heat, dude. That's not a good idea. No, that makes you tired. Yeah, it makes you tired. You feel cozy. Right. Anyway, but I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys. So, you know, we thought about doing a brand new shot because we did have another shot for the fear footage before. And I like the name so much. It's it's interesting because I've lived in Maryland. I grew up in Maryland and there is no such place as Dark Bluff. But in the movie. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, just kidding. This is the third movie. 
mean? It's like the Blair Witch. People want to like feel that prestige. You right. Know? Anyway, uh, so there is no dark bluff, but we called this shot a dark bluff. And what is in it, Christina? There is one third Jaeger, one third Fireball, and one third Sour uh, Pucker. Apple Pucker. Yeah. Oh, Apple Pucker. Whatever. Sour Apple Pucker. Pucker, yeah. And it's actually pretty good. We got we got two shots here. Christina's actually going to do it with me. I don't have to drive after this, so might as well do it. Yeah, we had our cheat day yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day, day before? before? Yeah, we had our fucking in and out. I got a fucking double You're out of control. animal style or whatever the fuck it is. I, I just know. had a cheeseburger. Yeah, double it cheeseburger. Was, it was it was good, but I was very sick afterwards. I wasn't. I was fucking craving more. <laughs> So this is the continuance of that bad habits. Cheers. See what what it tastes like. Oh, that Jaeger. That's actually kind of good. Um, no. You just don't like Jaeger. So any hint of it, but it was like dulled down. Yeah, it was kind of watered down. You can't taste the fireball. So if you would like to try a dark bluff, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's That's it it for for horror horror shots. shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of our two movies that we're going to be reviewing this week, including The Monster Project from 2017 and The Fear Footage 3 a.m. from 2021. Right now. You did the work on this one? Yes, I did. So why don't you go ahead and kick off the monster project? A recovering drug addict takes a job with a documentary crew who plans to interview three subjects who claim to be real life monsters. Oh my God. Tagline is, do you believe in monsters? Do you believe in do monsters, you, monsters? Do you, do you believe? believe? Do you know what I'm talking about no, when I sing that? I do not. Do you believe in magic, man? The do fuck you... is that? Fucking Ghostbusters, bruh! Oh, okay, now I see. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you didn't have that's the a right... Fucking... You didn't have the right tone, That's a okay? fucking... That's a cheap... You were off tone. It's like a five-year-old throwing the ball. I couldn't get it because you were off tone. Uh-huh, okay. Okay, written and directed by Victor Matthew... He also wrote a movie called Cypher from 2021. It was a TV show, right? Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. On Roku. It's on the Roku channel. Ooh. <laughs> he also directed a bunch of episodes of a show called Smiling Men. Who? Yeah. Yeah. And like everyone in this has been in that show. Oh, that's It's funny because I didn't even hear about this or I have heard about The Smiling Man. Uh-huh. But I haven't. I didn't know that there was a TV show and I'm kind of curious about it. Is it rated anything? Do you know? Or? I don't know. I've okay. never even heard of it. Uh, this is also written by Sharia Lynn. Oh, who's also written on that show. Um, uh, Smiling Man. Yeah, The Smiling Man. Um, and that's pretty much it for her. The movie stars Justin Bruning, who plays Devin. He was in a movie called He's Out There from 2018. He has been a regular on shows like Lucifer, Grey's Anatomy, Hawaii Five-0, and Knight Rider. And he's done a shit ton of Christmas movies. Who doesn't? What working individual I know, right? doesn't? I know, right? Uh, Toby Hemingway, who plays Brian. He was in The Covenant from 2006. Oh, he looks familiar. Right, And he was in Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Playback from 2012. Okay. The 
Gansfield haunting from 2014 and the girl in the photograph. Okay, that's probably why he looks so familiar. Mm -hmm. I've seen all of those pretty much. Mm -hmm. I think the Gansfield haunting is the only one I haven't, so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Muriel's... Muriel? Muriel Zucker, who plays Muriel. (laughs) um, Murder in the Dark from 2013. And she was in the Bermuda Triangles Revealed from 2014. Oh, shit. Jamal Quizare, who plays Jamal... <laughs> this is a big stretch. He also played uh, he also played himself on an episode of Sex Sent Me to the ER. <laughs> and he and he played a rapper on uh Straight Out of Compton. Which really? I thought was interesting, yeah. Uh Yvonne Zima, who plays Shyla the vampire. Uh she was Rachel Green on the ER show and she was on For six years. Yeah. And she was in Young and the Restless, and she was in Iron Man 3. Steven Flores, who plays Steven, the skinwalker, uh, he was only in another movie called The Hypnotist. Okay. Shiori Idetta, who plays Shiori, the demon. <laughs> Shiori. <laughs> she was actually a regular on that Smiling Man show. Okay. And she was in that Innocent Blood movie from 2013. Okay. This movie had a budget of $250. No, $250,000. Sorry, I forgot the comma. I don't, I don't, I thought it was a period. Well, we're going to get into that conversation this week, actually, when we get into the spoilers. Is oh, about good. lower budget films and how much they cost and mm-hmm. stuff because I, I really want to talk about that with uh, found footage films. So, mm-hmm. but what did you think about this movie, The Monster Project? Well, this one is one that I have had a couple of times of trying to watch it and I just wasn't in the mood for it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's one of those movies that kind of like Grave Encounters was for me. Like it took me a while to get into it because it's so obviously chunk tongue in cheek. You know, like. These are actors that are, you know, they actually have been working in the in the industry and stuff. Obviously. But it's so, like, obvious that it's not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of turns some people off right away. Um, and I, I don't blame people for feeling that way, but a lot of my opinions of found footage have changed uh, recently because I do become sort of a fan of the kind of aesthetic of found footage and also some of the story that uh, found footage tends to deliver Mm -hmm. uh you know a lot a lot of times most i'd say found footage films are not well acted let's be let's be honest okay right this is you know not well acted but not terrible like not like there is some ability here Mm -hmm. one of the things that bothered me about this movie is that I was kind of hoping for like a specific vibe, a specific mood that this movie was going to do it. Instead, it sort of opts for a mainstream movie approach where they speed through the whole fucking thing like as quick as they possibly can, which makes the the, the dialogue feel very fake mm-hmm. because it's just like, oh, we're just reading the script. Right. You know what I mean? Which is fine. Like, if the story's good, I can get into it. If the gore is good, if the fucking, you know, effects are cool, then I can get past all of that. But it takes about halfway through to get it started. Like, Mm -hmm. it really does. And the characters are not exactly the likable type. And the ongoing love triangle that really never pays off like you think it will is kind of like obligatory Mm -hmm. like especially since they spend so much time talking about it and building it up in the first 45 minutes you'd think that they'd rotate back and sort of make it pay off in the story some more right Mm -hmm. but they don't so it's kind of like i almost feel like they decided to do that just to try to make you feel for the characters more Mm -hmm. and the only character that i actually even gave a shit for was probably the the junkie guy 
the Brian guy. He has a good moment where he breaks down and has he p- gets pissed off, and that's probably the best acting moment in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not even that long. So, but I didn't even realize that he was the main character because it seems like it's more about Devin and this mm-hmm. movie that he wants to make about monsters or whatever. Like he sees like a fucking way to make money and he's trying to exploit it, you know. So. But, you know, all this time on the love triangle, I guess it was just a plot device to make you feel for the characters, which is a flawed part of this movie, I think. The concept of the movie isn't all that bad, but its execution for me felt less than desired. And I was really hoping for a really paced, vibey feeling. And even though this movie is only 250K to make it somehow, it relies solely on big budget action scares. And I, you know, like something like fear footage does do the jump scares. It happens. I get it. Mm-hmm. I think a few are good to sprinkle in. Not the whole goddamn thing. These weren't even scary. Right. That all. Like, you know, like they, I mean, they startle you for a second, but they're not like, they don't like stick with you. There is CGI. And I think that actually elevates this movie to something more than just you know, some silly found footage film or whatever that some might feel as you see the creatures sort of transform in front of your eyes. And they did a pretty decent job of making it seem seamless, I think. Mm -hmm. So like there's some talent there, which isn't easy to do, but they pulled it off. I wasn't scared at all this entire movie. It's just one of those kind of movies that isn't really going for scares. If it is, I'm really surprised because it feels like it's just trying to like get through the whole fucking thing. Like, it doesn't pace itself very well at all. Just one for that big budgety action kind of rush. The story is kind of interesting, though, enough to make it through to the end. Unfortunately, there's, it's not by much, Mm -hmm. you know, with the amount of money they had and that they did to spend on good effects. Well, you know, it felt like a lot of the movie didn't bother to take a second or third take when they could have. Right. Because they had too much dialogue and they could have trimmed it back quite a bit. I think. And it was still been a good movie. Mm-hmm. You know, what was this? An hour and 38 minutes? Uh, no, it was like an hour and 45 minutes. So, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a little long for, yeah. for whatever reason. Like I said, they spend so much time doing this love triangle bullshit, mm-hmm. which really doesn't even make me feel for the characters. And it just kind of makes me throw a lot of questions and a lot of red flags up. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if they were just trying to be crafty and thought it would make me relate, but I didn't. But at about a 45 minute, you know, moment, they really pumped the gas a little too much and it could have benefited from a much more paced story, cut out all the love interest stuff, tightened it up a bit more to make a better film, in my opinion. When it pops off, though, I, I did get kind of interested, made me sit up a little bit and not fall asleep the whole, <laughs> whole fucking thing. So there's that. You know, it is kind of cool. It's just not one that I would reach for on this shelf or even buy in the near future. Not go back to. Yeah. Like, I'd give this like a four, maybe a 4.5 out of 10. Mm -hmm. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's fun in its own right. If you close and shut off your own sort of uh, suspension of disbelief, Mm -hmm. you should be okay. What do you think, Christina? Too much storyline and unnecessary drama. Like everything you were saying. There was too much dialogue. There's this weird, strange relationship, love trial (laughs) thing going on, which is stupid. And it didn't even pay off, like at all. There's a religious ex-drug addict. 
and then there's this monsters is like the side story. He becomes a priest which, practically in yeah. this movie, which is so because weird. He has, yeah, he has to do things. But anyway, yeah, the the monsters are the side story, which, which is they did a pretty good job on the on the creatures. Although a skinwalker, like now, I like that. I like it too. I like that. I think it's than very original, but but I've always thought of like skinwalkers as like this sort of spiritual like creature that but they probably couldn't get into that because they spent too much time focusing in on this this love triangle bullshit right. that was going on yeah the, but there like there were some like cool scenes i thought with the vampire um again i liked how they used the skinwalker instead of the werewolf it was really heavy on cgi but it wasn't bad it actually brought a lot to the movie mm-hmm which is weird. I'd never say that. <laughs> um, it was too long and drawn out. Even the end twist was just okay. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a big fucking deal. Like, it it was just stupid, honestly. Because we didn't need a twist. You didn't need a fucking twist because there was too much going on. Yeah. So it's like, by the time they got to that ending, it was, like, lackluster because it's, like... Too much. I, I I don't think I was ever really once invested in the characters in the in the on the screen as much, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think giving it a four is pretty that, well. That's fair. What, well, that's what I gave it to. So really, yeah, I gave it a four. Okay. Wow, we were on point there. I huh? know. What the fuck? What is that all about? All right, we quit. All right, see bye. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's me walking away. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like I, I appreciate people who work on things and do things, but I, something that I always consider in when I watch movies is is because, you know, I watch stuff that's like shot on video. We watch that. I've made you watch that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to adjust your ratings, right? When you watch something like that, don't you think? Well, I don't know. Like, can you go, oh, you know, we should watch a Polanya Brothers movie? It de- It depends... On if you're entertained or not, or if you're in the mood for it. Right. It's it's, some, it's a very niche thing right, sometimes. Right. And there's plenty of times you've showed me movies where I just wasn't in the fucking mood for it, but God forbid you're in the mood for it, so we have to watch it. <laughs> you're seeing the real side come out right now, guys. I don't, I don't know what happened just now, but I think something just slipped out. <laughs> it's in the room. <laughs> now keep your mouth shut. You shut up. <laughs> but anyway... That's what I think of that movie. It wasn't exactly great. Um, It isn't a bad watch, so to speak. But it's not going to be a rush out and go see it now kind of movie. Right. There is no actual, uh, like, spoiler trivia type shit. We can talk about a few scenes that, uh, you know, in the movie, of course, that uh, will spoil some of the movies. So if you don't want anything spoiled, follow the timestamps down below and go to the next movie, which we're going to be talking about, which is the Fear Footage 3 a.m., the third part in a trilogy of movies called the Fear Footage. But we're going to jump into our spoiler section of the Monster Project right now. Here's your warning. All right, so is there anything you want to bring up that you want to talk about that, like, either got under your skin or that you liked? or The very first scene got under my skin. Okay. It was when they're, they're, they're going after something scaring them, right? So they're running away from this thing. No, it was on the roof. Well, they were running away from this thing, and then the thing went up on the roof or towards the roof or something, and then they went up on the roof yeah, which nobody to go would towards do. the thing, and then it was like a jump scare, and then you find out it was fake. They were just... 
they're just doing a uh, you know like a fake YouTube thing to get views. Which it's like, you know, okay, I can understand that. I can get past that because there's, that's like grave encounters where they kind of like. Yeah, but I thought it was annoying because no one, no one would go up on the roof after something that was chasing them. The stuff. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. That's for damn sure. But you'd want to go away from it. So what are you doing up here on the roof? You fucking creature of the night. And then it goes into the guy talking into his camera like he's talking to his parents because he's been sober for how many days? And you're like, not exactly sure what's going that on. That was there. weird, right? And then, yeah, it was weird. It was like, this isn't the real world. Like what? And but what the other funny thing is, is that because he does that, and the two characters that were introduced to in the very beginning don't even. The only one that knows him is Jamal, and the other guy doesn't even know him. Right. So it's it's really. And then the girl disjointed. And the girl, they they weren't together at that moment. Him, her, and the drug addict, they were just friends the whole time. And I'm like, just so well, they could have tension later. There was more than friends going on with those two. Trust me. She just said well, that not because... Until, not until she kissed him, remember, at the birthday party? And then there was a big hubbub about uh, her kissing him and shit. Okay, well, I don't want to get into that Christ. too much because that was annoying. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> so that, you didn't like the very beginning, the opening. No. I got to agree with you because that's part of the reason why I didn't want to watch this movie. Every time I started that part up, I was like, oh, come on. Right. Too much. Right. Where it got interesting, though, when we hung in there is and they start interviewing some of the monsters, which was pretty cool. You know, but there were mm-hmm. some annoying things that they kept doing with the, the, the you know, the movie. Mm-hmm. So they had these like demons in their faces, like <laughs> in your face, like even though it wasn't showing the real face, like just keep the mystery. Right. Don't you don't need to throw this weird flashy shit up in my face. Well, they did keep the mystery on some of them, like the skinwalker. You didn't. Yeah, really- but they still did his face like. <laughs> Like all oh, monstering, like it was like over top of the video. Oh yeah, and you could tell. Yeah, like it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like they were showing his face. It was like this glitchy part where they were trying to make it seem like the evil was infecting the film, mm-hmm. and it just didn't. I don't. I didn't like that. That mm-hmm. bothered me a lot. Like, just let me get into the vibe without you trying to make it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's what kind of bothered me a little bit. Another thing I didn't understand is so he rented out an old house to do these interviews in. And then there's this... A warehouse or something? Yeah, it was just like a really old big mansion or something. And then the guy who was renting him the the building or whatever, his wife was just in there in a wheelchair. Oh, I gotta take her to the doctor appointment. Speaking to nobody, like out in the middle of a fucking warehouse, an empty warehouse. Like, who the fuck lives there? Exactly. And why would you leave your wife in a wheelchair in the middle of a fucking room? it, It really felt like... He just left her there. Right. Like he just locks her up in there or something. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But whatever. You know, like, it's, you know, I've already accepted at this point that this movie isn't going to make a lot of logical sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, I've already uh, suspended my disbelief, like... In everything. <laughs> yeah. It's when they do the interviews with the vampire, there's a demon, or, or rather a girl possessed by a demon named mm-hmm. Shiori, and then the skinwalker that I thought was interesting, which he's, the skinwalker is shadowed and feels like, like the, the weirdest of the bunch, like the more darker of the bunch. Right. Skinwalkers, to me, this is what I was talking about before, is that they feel a little bit more demonic. Right. While the girl being possessed is sort of like a vessel of a demon. Mm-hmm. The skinwalker isn't a vessel so much as like a spirit 
Like our unholy spirit? I think it's like, you know, the Hulk. Like, it's in you, and it just comes out. Yeah, but I don't think it was in that guy. Like, I don't think skinwalkers... They don't talk about skinwalkers possessing people. Right. They talk about skinwalkers in the fact that they are just skinwalkers. Right. These things that can transform into whatever they want. They, like, inherit it. I don't know. I always thought of them as spirits. Oh, I'm saying, like, this is a Native American thing, by the way. Um... <clears throat> I don't know. It's weird that they kind of normalize all of it, which, you know. Right, and they even normalize the vampire because she was saying she could go out in the sunlight and da 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 I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, the, the most intriguing is definitely the skinwalker, though. Yeah. The vampire girl is pretty good. She's, like, cocky sort of, you know, vibe about her. She, like, asked for a vial of Brian's blood. Or not Brian. She didn't ask anybody in specific. She said, I'll do the interview if you give me a vial of somebody's blood. Mm -hmm. And she had a taste of it, and she tasted the sorrow in his blood and the fucking... Oxycodone. Yeah, the oxycodone. Yeah, whatever. And she, like, unveils that to his friends, and everybody's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, believe the fucking fake vampire chick yeah okay <laughs> see and i thought something would happen to the drug addict to where like he was a monster right and that's what had, i thought yeah too. that would have been cool he had to like take the oxycontin to to suppress, suppress whatever the, thing was going on with him. him yeah that would have been cool i thought so too and then he could have saved everybody fought off all the other monsters mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah maybe I mean, I, I didn't know. I thought he was a monster, though. Right, I did, too. Because he was the one that was acting the most weird. Yeah, he was weird. But I guess it was just his religious. It was just because he was a drug addict, no, bro. No, because he found the power of God. Yeah, well, he's also a priest. A drug addict priest. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's fun. It's cool when they all pop off and, like, turn and, like, the whole place turns into this fucking slaughterhouse. The scene where the vampire has the one guy down and... That, and Jamal like stabs her in the back. He's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Vampire bitch. And she just spits blood out of her back and in her mouth. That was a lot. I was like, oh, that's yeah, kind of cool. It's also kind of interesting to see the demon possessed girl switch. Mm-hmm. Like they kept helping her throughout the whole movie. And it was like, oh, we know you're not a bad person, but the demon inside of you. So we can't kill you. So we got to help you. And then she would always turn on them all the time, mm-hmm. which is just kind of odd and weird right you know like i don't know this is a weird situation there was even a scene was it the did the skinwalker turn into anything else other than the fucking werewolf no so it it almost like it was weird that he turned into werewolf right yeah because they even put the full moon out like they were looking in the moon it was like a crescent moon and then all of a sudden it was a fucking full moon out of nowhere because you know that happens every day (laughs) and it just turned I'm like, okay, I didn't realize that was a skinwalker thing. The effects on that one were pretty cool, though. That was the best part, I think, mm-hmm. of the movie is that. Although See, the, I like, thought, demon chick was kind of cool, too. I times. thought the best part was when the vampire was, like, going after them, and she kept, like, She didn't seem threatening to me. Yeah, but when she got stabbed, when she got staked, that was pretty cool because she, like, exploded. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Didn't show it that well, though. I don't know. One thing that bothers me in this is I've the flashy faces that appear on top of the film again mm-hmm. are throughout this whole fucking film. Mm-hmm. And it just felt too much. Right. And it kind of like overly confused me as to why. Like we already have the creatures on the screen. You don't need to keep doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? What the fuck? Like, I don't know what they were trying to an extra dimension of evil. You know, like, oh, the fifth dimension. 
<laughs> Which is on DVD. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but then t- to find out that Devin's actually a Satanist, right? And he uh, lured them there. I was like, oh my god, I'm done. It makes like, all it makes a lot of sense by the end of the movie, but yeah, and everybody was in on it, and the building owner was in on it. I did like the goat costume. I thought that was pretty spooky. I thought that was more scary. <laughs> I thought than that the was the fucking Skinwalker at first, but then I realized <laughs> it was just some idiot, <laughs> some fucking Satanist, stupid ass Satanist, <laughs> goat, mask. like the most like fucking stereotypical fucking right. Satanist. This shit. <laughs> One, uh, Brian is also uh, like the kind of the savior, and he does like the exorcist rites to the different girls, which doesn't save Muriel, by the way. And it turns out that she turns, I thought she was going to turn into a fucking demon or something. Right. But she turned into a vampire, and I don't even remember her getting bit on the neck. So they didn't really do a good job of making that known. Mm hmm. Maybe and maybe I just was taking notes and I didn't notice it or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't. Just, I didn't notice it either. I don't know. That's that's a, a silly thing. There was also another scene where Jamal's like up in a closet, like screaming, and that didn't make sense very much either. I feel like that could have been way better, like build up to that because he right. gets scratched on the back and he then he turns into a fucking skinwalker or whatever. Right. Which doesn't make sense to me either because it's like I don't. Remember skinwalkers turning into turning people into other things, right? Because I thought you had to kill. See, at first I thought Jamal killed the other skinwalker because I thought they trans whatever it's called transferred. Yeah, transfer it onto whoever you murdered. Well, they said that like they briefly, the, like explained it. The skinwalker did. It was kind of interesting. The one thing I thought was really interesting is that Brian was outside smoking a cigarette or something like that, and the skinwalker's like, "Oh, you have to wear a camera too." Right, because... The- He's like, oh, yeah, well, they made us wear a camera, too. And I'm like, wait, so, like, the no, government's in on this? No, no, no. The, the Skinwalker is also a Navajo police officer. Oh. Remember? I didn't know. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. He did not look like a police He was in a police suit. When okay. He, when he was transformed Sounds good. at one time. <laughs> Sounds good. He did not look like a police officer in my mind, but maybe, maybe I'm completely off. There's another scene where Brian jumps out the window of the second story, right? Mm-hmm. But it's captured anyway. <laughs> and it seems like Devin is the only, the ringleader in that huge satanic rite that we were talking about. And they needed Brian and the notes to perform it. Right. <laughs> it's like they even cut his throat to capture his blood in like a like a cup or something like that and yeah, to so summon really... satan right which summon basically satan is just a shadowy figure on the screen yep in the end <laughs> that's pretty it. much yeah <laughs> i mean it's not a happy ending so that's kind of cool but yeah i don't know i just expected so much more from this movie right me too i was like man they could have like drawn it out a little bit better and like made the characters you know, like done the interview and had some things happen. Right, but, it, but instead everybody died. The creatures died. The all that's the people fine. died. I don't mind that. I don't mind people dying. It's just right. they but need to the make anti- it a little bit more scary. Right, like Grave Encounters too. A lot of people don't like Grave Encounters too, but it has a really cool story and it has a lot of meta-ness to it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of wraps up the first one and the second one and like this guy who's been living forever in this world. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting, you know, like that. You can kind of balance a little bit and then still make it scary or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Grave Encounters 1 has always been considered the more scary one, whereas the second one is more of, like, the story info mm-hmm. drop. So Makes sense. I don't know. I wouldn't want to see a sequel of this. How? 
How would there be a sequel? You know what I mean? That's dumb. Satan <laughs> goes out on town. I found this tape, and they had the monster project on there. Okay, they were yeah. All right. We must go and see if this is real, because okay. I think it's fake. <laughs> okay. Funny, Christina. <laughs> well, we do have another movie that we are going to talk about that Christina seems to be making fun of. <laughs> I was I was making fun of. I was. Okay. Well, that's really nice to get that no, started. No, not in a bad way. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. Yeah, not in a bad way. I was way. just looping it in, you know, to the first movie. Yeah. Sure. Of course. <laughs> of course. And what is this movie? It is Fear Footage 3 a.m., the, the, the trilogy ender for the Fear Footage, which the story... This just came out, obviously, by the way. It is an independent film. It is a very shoestring budget film, by the way. But Dennis Rosen disappeared on September 19th, 2020, while filming an episode of his Urban Exploration Channel. He was exploring Dark Bluff, Maryland, a town that the authorities discovered abandoned during their search for Dennis. They also discovered a camera. And this footage was on that camera. Tagline. You witness the tape. You witness the curse. Now witness the end. <laughs> <laughs> this, of course, was written and directed by Ricky Umberger, who we have talked about in the past. Which, by the way, if you guys want to check out our old episode on Fear Footage 1 and Fear Footage 2, it's The Curse of the Tape. It's episode 188. All you have to do is go look that up on our website or anywhere you listen to a BTV cast. Um, this has also got a new actor in it by the name of Dennis Frazier. He plays Dennis in the movie. I don't want to mention any other characters in this movie because I feel like it's too spoilerific mm -hmm. if you've seen the other ones. So I'm just going to refrain from that because I think it's better. That makes sense. Um, this budget though is the bigger of the three and it actually is more than I think than the first two movies combined. Oh, wow. Yeah. This said that it had a budget estimated of $2,000 for this movie alone. Jesus. Like Whereas the first two movies mm -hmm. could be rounded up. He said that back on some interview I, I remember listening to that, you know, he spent most of his money on the festival stuff. Mm -hmm. Like just trying to get these movies in the festivals. Mm -hmm. So this is a much bigger budget than they had before, which $2,000 ain't shit, by the it's way. It's like a paycheck. Yeah, it's like a two-week paycheck you right. know, for someone that's making 40-some thousand a year. You know what I mean? So, or more. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, still, like, that 2000 he really does make stretch pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, what are your thoughts on this trilogy ender? What do you think about it? Well, I absolutely love the lore of the story. Okay. And I do like the story. Okay. Um, there were some amazing shots in this film. In 3 a.m., there was a really cool dead end road shot, and like there were cemetery shots, which like that he that weren't done in the other movies. Mm -hmm. Well, no, they did it in the second one. Oh, did they? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, to compare it to the other films, I didn't think it held up as high for me. Okay, it was a little slow and it, it did drag a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't like how it was pretty much it was one character. And it's like he was being chased the whole time, whereas in the like the, right. the in the second movie it was two characters like being like trying to figure out something. Sure. But this guy's just like running. So I think which is different, but it just didn't it didn't wheel me in like the other two. Um and the and the actual guy, he didn't have anything really to do with the tape. He wasn't like on the tape either, so it made it kinda interesting. 
but I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted about that. Um, I do think it's the weaker of the three films, but I mean, it was worth a watch and it was worth it. It's worth owning for the collection and it is worth the ending. Yeah, it, that's true. You know, it, you know, it's just good third movie to wrap up the series. Okay. Now, based on the other movies, what would you give this a score of? What did you, do you remember what you gave the other ones a score? I don't remember. But I gave this one a 6 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Okay. Based on the other movies. Based on the other movies, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, because, like, I could talk oodles about this, guys, because, like, I had a big discussion in a in a Facebook group about budget and how it affects, like, my scoring process of what can get done on a movie for the budget that they have. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But a little little background on, on me in this movie and this franchise, the third and final film... You know, where we watched, you know, for this week in the Fear Footage trilogy, Fear Footage 3 a.m. The first film is the one that I waited for a really long time to see. Kyle Laugh, who is sort of in a in a way still writing for the website, although it's not as frequent anymore. It's a lot of work. Um, Kyle used to write for the website and he secured a review copy and did a review on the movie. And he had spoken very highly of it. And so that was my first introduction. I'd never heard of it before that. And I'm not sure why I waited on watching it, but a few years later, I decided to pop it in on my own and just rent it and watch it on, uh, like, Amazon for, like, two bucks. Mm -hmm. But I popped it on, and my initial thoughts were, okay, this is, like, you know, not, this isn't good acting. This is an extremely low-budget, shoestring fucking movie. Um, you know, it shows, but in the same regard... You know, the film does some really cool things in it. It does rely on some healthy jump scares, much like the rest of the whole fucking franchise. But the first one is very much like a spook house ride where, you know, you sit in that little fucking thing on a carnival and then you go in through these things and these things pop out at you. Or like, you know, when you go to like a Halloween thing and you fucking people jump out at you and go booga, 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 you know, don't touch me. <laughs> booga, booga, booga. Yeah. Which is super scary. <laughs> but there's something, you know, much more to it. And there are really some really great ideas tucked into this sort of ride. And there's some genuinely creepy ideas on display here. I watched it alone, the first one I'm talking about. And it did make me jump. And it did shook me. It, it Like, I was a little shook before I went to bed. Because it does have this atmosphere. Even though it does have, like, unyielding sort of jump scares and stuff. It's just very effective. Mm -hmm. It's scaring you that way. So that does, even though most people don't like jump scares, I think a few are okay. This one has a lot, but again, spook house ride, <laughs> you know, because it doesn't stop us from going to a fucking Halloween fucking haunted house, right? Right. Every year. Right. So fuck it. But I come to find out after watching that movie, I realized that it was made entirely on a cell phone. For about 600 bucks. Oh, that's right. Which is surprising. And he spent some of that money, that $600, just getting it into festivals. Mm -hmm. Which I was like, wow, this is really inspiring. You know, like this is something different, you know. Mm -hmm. The first one was, a, you know, about a tape, much like VHS, the, the franchise, where all the segments on it were part of this whole sort of beeline story underneath. Mm -hmm. And those who watched it would be trapped in some sort of hell as a result of it, including an officer who disappeared after investigating a house that just reappeared for no reason. And people were calling in the police station to check it out while he was investigating. He checks out this tape and then he becomes a part of the tape. 
you know, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything for you because it's really just a ride. But a lot of people were expecting like an anthology film for the second movie. So mm-hmm. like another movie that would have like three or four different parts, mm-hmm. you know, that would be wrapped around this tape and they're adding more segments and like, and it kind of threw people a little bit for a loop in the second one that instead of going that route, he decided to base it on characters who saw the film and realized they were a part of the movie that they had never acted in before. Which was great. Which is great. That's a great idea. Super meta fucking awesome idea. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Mm -hmm. I thought both of these films were equally as good as one another in different ways. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. you know, like they still had the scares, but the second one is more about the story you know, that really fascinated me and made me kind of hooked into this franchise. So the reason I'm telling you guys this is because it, I just want to show you my journey through this so that you can understand that where I ended up with this film, which was a little bit disappointing. So, you know, when I heard the third film was coming out, I was really stoked to jump right back in mm-hmm. because it's not. Yeah, it's a movie that has poor acting. It doesn't have the greatest, like, believable storyline of anything, you know. But if you can suspend your disbelief a little bit, you can really get into this 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 little spook house fucking franchise. It shows you that you can do a whole lot with very, very little and that you it should be enough to inspire many filmmakers to get out there and stop making excuses because that's like the biggest hurdle for most, uh, you know, filmmakers is just getting out there and doing it. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Umberger did, which I respect the shit out of him for it. I think that's like admirable, inspiring, encouraging, and super awesome. But this film in particular feels a little off the beaten path from both the first movies, the first two movies. Right. And I, and I wonder if it had anything to do with what people were saying about these films. Because a lot of people were saying they didn't really like the second one as much as they did the first one. Like, it wasn't as scary. But there were other people, like me, who really loved the story and wanted to kind of, like, know more about that story while kind of getting scared and, you know, bringing me back into the other movies. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of expecting that. I wanted to see where it went next, you know? And it's about this Dennis YouTuber who wants to go out and investigate Dark Bluff, Maryland, and these two movies that came out previous to it, the Fear Footage and the Fear Footage 2, Curse of the Tape. And then he gets trapped in the tape, too, somehow, which is awesome, which I, I loved. Like, the beginning of the movie takes a little while to get there, though. You know, it like does. I think it was like 27 minutes in mm-hmm. before something happens. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, might be bad for some people. But if you think of it in a regular movie style, that's the first act. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Off the bat, though, I will say that Dennis, the character, probably is one of the better actors in the franchise. I I agree. He felt like a real YouTuber. Yeah. Like someone that's just struggling to get in there and trying to make their YouTube famous. Like it, subscribe. Like it, subscribe. Right, right. Like it felt kind of authentic in that regard. And so I, I believed him. It only really showed its wear in his acting when these unbelievable events were happening in front of him. Mm-hmm. And he seemed he had to pretend to be scared that mm-hmm. I was like, eh, that doesn't sound right. You know what I mean? Right. But whatever. Suspension of disbelief. You kind of have to have that with these movies. Plus, this movie deals with a lot more outside than I was expecting, 
which in a way makes like kind of a natural progression sense. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, he's not just trapped in a house. He's not just trapped in multiple houses. He's trapped outside and nothing is more scary than running in the dark in the fucking woods. I'm sorry, but that's some fucking creepy ass shit. I wouldn't know. Well, you wouldn't know what? I wouldn't know what it's like to run in the woods. I mean, you can imagine, though, what it would be like, right? You would be panicking. You feel like something is behind you at every step of the way, especially when you see all these ghouls and shit. <laughs> you know? They do visit some of the different places that some of the other movies, you know, visited in the franchise and love and remember. Plus, some of the video editing techniques in this movie, I think Ricky really does... And he does a really good job. He does a really good job. Yeah, like the whole part where, I'm not going to like spoil it, but when he first shows up to that area and it's like a dead end. Right. That scene, I was like, holy shit, that's like flawless. Right. And I'm really, he's really good at editing that stuff together to kind of make it feel very flowy. Mm -hmm. And I love that. That's a, that's the kind of lateral thinking that I think makes this stand out more than just a regular found footage film. Right. The third iteration, though, of the series, it feels like it lacks in a lot of departments, though. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. The first movie being an ultimate spook house ride to scare you with a topping of a little bit of meta. Then the second film being more meta and story than ride with its topping of scares. And then this one feels more like it was a balance between the two. Like it was almost unsure what to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was pressure from, and this is just my own opinion. This is not what happen but it feels like there was like pressure for people that wanted to see more of the begin the first one and less of the second one right i feel like that's where it got lost uh, and he should have just gone with his gut a little bit more right on on this and maybe he did maybe this is what his gut took him to but for me i was personally hoping for a little bit more answers to the story and where this began and there were some more deaths and things that you know added to the story that we'd never heard about before mm-hmm. and more lore to it but it just fucking i don't know there's something that just seems like it's missing you know it does wrap around like you mentioned you know to encompass all the films to kind of make sure that it's all connected but somehow it just feels a lot more empty to me i feel like it could have been much better than it was you know maybe just explained a little bit more because this is the final film of the series you know right and i would feel pressure to want to end it too you know what i mean mm-hmm. like but I feel like it didn't have any finality to it. It didn't mm-hmm. have any kind of like, oh, shit. You know, right. like like how they ended it, I thought was admirable. I really oh, liked because totally. I wasn't even thinking about the first movie or anything right. like that. You know, I did like the wraparound that they did alone, but I just there's something missing and I don't know what it is. But, you know, and, and, and also Dennis pretty much feels like he's alone the whole movie even though he meets other characters i won't say what because i don't want to spoil anything right it just felt like he was really on his own the whole fucking time that's exactly what i was saying i agree with you on that and i think that you know if they had a would have had a little bit more characters in it that would have fucking they would have had one more person there with him they needed nuggets of hope along the way Right. To be diminished. Right. It felt like they needed to... To almost find a way Give you a sense of security and then to fucking just take take it it away away. again. And they do that. They do do that, but... They do, but it just doesn't feel right. And and don't get me wrong. I'm still glad I own all of these movies. Right. It's not often that you find, you know, interest in a a film made on like 600 bucks or... And a cell phone. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like that's like... I love that. Like, I am such a fan because of that alone. But this one really feels like it kind of jumped the shark. And I still found 
some of the scares to be effective, but it's just sort of felt too familiar for me to really get into it as much as I did as the first two. Mm-hmm. I'd give this one probably about a five. Oh, wow. Maybe even less right. based on the other movies. I personally think it's probably even closer to a 4.5 on uh-huh. this one because it, while it, there was more money and thought probably put into this, it just didn't flow as good as the other ones did. Right. Like, you know, felt too samey, I think. Mm-hmm. It felt too samey for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, basing it off all the movies that are on a shoestring budget, this being the most expensive of the two, of all three, which is surprising to me. Right. So I don't know if that money was spent on maybe like new camera equipment or something like that. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe it wasn't as raw and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I still like it. It does wrap yeah. it up, Wraps but I'll be honest, good. like I would like fourth one to really wrap it up. Like I want some answers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. maybe go back to the place where whoever this person was and that like, I don't, well, I don't want to say because I don't want to spoil anything. Right. Um, But we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. So, but you gave it a what? I gave it a six. Really? Yeah. I gave it, you know, five, we'll say. So 5.5 for both of us. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Unfortunately, it didn't hit the mark for me this time. But, you know, I still appreciate this series and I'm very proud to own them. You know, I feel Mm -hmm. like these movies are going to be something that will down the line. People will be like, it'll be harder to get or something like that. You know what I mean? And people will be like wanting it because, you know, you either love these films or you either hate it. So it seems like for like online, I see a lot of that. Right. So. So now we're going to jump into our spoiler section, and this is going to be where we kind of like unveil some of our thoughts about specifics of the movie. There isn't a lot of trivia on it. I did do a a moderate amount of research for it, and I could have watched a lot more reviews or something like that or interviews, I mean, and I, you know, it just didn't have a lot with it. There's no special features on the discs or anything like that. So, um, but if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right, so what do you want to talk about first? Like, what do you want to mention about this movie that we can't spoil, you know, that we can spoil now, you know? Well, you know, it it was him driving into the town, finding the town. I thought it was cool that they had the little uh, dark bluff sign. Did they? I got to ask, like, did you? Because we were watching. Remember when they, in the second movie, when they go into Dark Bluff and there's the fog and they talk about the fog rolling in. Mm-hmm. And somehow he was getting the shot with the fog rolling in. Oh, right, right. And I feel like they reversed the footage they from, from the second one to, mm-hmm. to make it seem like they were coming into town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have. With the fog still there because That's they can. clever. Yeah. Like, I mean, how often does. the same. Like, how often does fog show up like that? It's probably not that much. It's not right. like the movie suggests anyway. Right. But, you know, it gives it the sort of mystique, so he wanted to have it It there. seemed more, like, this time the town seemed more, like, desolate and, like, out of the way than were in the second one. Weren't they going into the town and talking to In the, the second one, they were talking to, and, if, and this is spoiler stuff for the second one and the first one, too, by the way, guys, just so you know. Um, because we got to, if, if we're in the third movie. You should be watching these anyway, so the fuck. 
<laughs> um, in the second one, they actually interview a lot of the neighbor, like townsfolk. Yeah, they're actually. Was that in the town though, or was that the town? Yeah, no, no, no. It? it was in the town. Oh, okay, see that. I was curious about that. I'm pretty sure, anyway. Right. Either way, it was close by. Right. This guy didn't find anybody, and he went into like three houses without finding anybody in it, and it almost seemed like people just vanished. There suddenly. was a rapture out yeah. of nowhere. Left behind. <laughs> and Nicholas Cage was freaking out. <laughs> we almost watched that movie the other day. Alex I, I was like, oh, never seen it. I was like, we watched that movie. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're not watching this. <laughs> That's the Christian movie. I liked, I liked that aspect, but it felt so lonely. Like, I felt like there needed right, to be more right. people to make it more scary. Well, would you say that since, since it was so lonely, that when the like ghosts or creatures or whatever it was started popping up was that scary i think what would have helped it a little bit more is almost like if he would have walked in and then found people there and then they're like screaming and disappear or like Mm -hmm. you know like you hear someone in the kitchen and then something's dangling it would have made it a little bit more effective Mm -hmm. to feel like he was right on the cusp of these people Mm-hmm. Like food was being cooked on the fucking well, stove, I mean, and I know that's what they were going for, right? But I just feel like it, it just felt so isolated to this Dennis character. Yeah, and, it was, and it, it, it I feel like it kind of was a missed beat there just because of that. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I do love that scene though when he pulls up and then the fucking it's like dead end, right? And then he and turns then the pan. camera the other way, the other way, and, and it's, it's like, like dead, dead end. end. And, and it's then like, pan, and then wasn't his car gone or he left and came No, he had to go walking off in the woods and then his, his car, car was, was gone. gone. Yeah. He went to another road mm-hmm. and then he came back and the car was gone. He was like, what the fuck? That was crazy. Like, what do I do? There was also a really, really cool shot I liked when it was nighttime and he was like walking around and there was a kid swinging on a swing. You remember? Oh, behind and the then, tree. And then, right. Yeah. And then. It swung forward, it and just then jumps it swung off. back, and there was, like, no kid. I really like that. That was creepy as fuck. Yeah. That was creepy as fuck. I don't know. He, he goes and searches a lot of different houses, and there is some creepy stuff that happens. You see, that, there was that scene where he goes out to the barn, and then there's that guy, and he's like, we're already dead or something. Right. And then I don't know what he was saying. He was saying something, and you just see his hand, and he's in a doorway. He's like, he killed them. He killed them all. And his mother... His brother, his sister, his father leans over to look at him as he says, father, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't know what the fuck was going on there, but Alex from the first um, movie. He was in a tent. Yeah, he was in a tent, and he shows up, and he's like, in the second movie, he played the character of Alex, but he didn't come along for the adventure because he didn't believe in it. And he was like, I don't want any part of this. Right. And then he went looking for him. Right. But then, yeah. So in this movie, that character that never went with his friend James Mm -hmm. and Daniel, who went to go investigate this, why they were in this fucking video, they didn't know why. He goes to go looking for him and then he gets taken in the middle of the night. No, I did like they did try to explain what was going on in the town, if you caught it. Because in the tent, there was a book, and it had all these symbols, and it was talking about different dimensions and stuff. Right, Like, yeah. they were trying to explain, like, well, why was that a, town was It's there. more like a time loop, loop or something. Thing, yeah. Like Because, like, in the second one, if they got, they were in the video that they didn't even realize they were in, it hadn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the gist that I got from it, mm-hmm. that they were in some film. But, you know, who knows? It could be an alternate dimension, mm-hmm. and it's also messing with time. I mean, it's kind of like the Blair Witch in a way. You can't escape. Like, no matter how you try to leave, you can't escape. 
sleep. That's why Alex shoots himself. And he's like, you better use this when I'm done, <laughs> when with, I'm it. done with it. <laughs> Which I felt like it could have been a better moment. Uh-huh. But you're, you know, you don't well, have. Yeah, well, you're going crazy. Like, like, you're not going to have squibs and like blood shooting out and like. Right. That's when we saw the kid on the swing right after that. Mm-hmm. And didn't around that time afterwards, he found James's glasses from the second movie. Oh, he does at some point. I do remember that. I don't think many people would catch that, though. That's right. the funny thing. But we had just watched the second yeah, movie. Yeah, we did so... just watch it. So like, I, I, I insisted too. on it. I was like, we got to watch it. I'm glad you did. Yeah, I think it made it made it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when he hides in the tent and he hears the voice of like someone going, I want my baby. And that weird face lady attacks him or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when he finds James glasses. And then he hears a knock behind him and it's like a door in the middle of nowhere, which I thought was yeah, awesome. That was cool. That I love cool. that. That's cool. That was creepy. And the, then of course he opens the door. I love that like weird fever dreamy kind of feel, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like it needed to be more present. Mm-hmm. A little bit more, a little more rapid, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where he goes back to the first house, and he's mm-hmm. like chased by these ugly creatures. Only they're doing similar things that they were doing in the first and the second movie. Mm-hmm. So it was like almost like replaying. Rehashing. Yeah, that's where I didn't like that the replaying of the same beats a little right. bit. Like it could have been a different room, or it could have been like you know a different way, or it pops down in a different spot. Mm-hmm. Could have been the same creature, just not in the same thing. Like, there's that one scene where if you, in the basement of, by the, which, by the way, guys, this house the from the original movie is his grandmother's house. So, and I love that they've been able to reuse this set, mm-hmm. like, multiple times because nothing changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little bit changes in the second one because the piano was pushed to the side. That was a different house. No, it was the same house in the second one. Oh, okay. I'm saying, like. In the third movie, they show the go back to the second house in uh-huh. the second movie, uh-huh. and the piano's pushed aside. That's oh, the right, only right. thing I noticed different. But yeah, I love that. So they he goes downstairs, and then that's when he sees like the fucking creature girl pop her head out sideways, mm-hmm. and which was a scary moment in the second. I don't remember if it was in the first one now. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it was. It just kind of felt redundant, and it didn't have the same effect as I was hoping. Right. And then he runs into David. Daniel. Oh, Daniel. I wrote down David. I don't know why. Yeah, Daniel Blanche, mm-hmm. which is the guy from the second movie who was in the first one, which is also Ricky Umberger, the creator of the this director, franchise. Yeah. yeah. And he's like talking about some red covered bridge, which he's like, that's the way out. And they finally find it. He's like, don't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the other guy, whatever his name is. What's this? Uh, what's the name of the, the YouTuber? Dennis? Yeah, Dennis, that's the one. He's like, yeah, we gotta find the bridge. And it's like, what What bridge? I don't remember this fucking bridge from anything. And then Daniel just fucking disappears. And when he turns, he sees uh, an all fucked up Daniel and sort of runs, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And then he bumps into the new house and finds the tape while these like creatures and everything are like chasing him and bang on the door. And he sees like a hooded figure and like runs out the front door, which of course, leads him into the cemetery from the second movie. And then the cemetery house that's right right there. Right. And he hides in there and he hears like a a caretaker of the cemetery talking about the tape in the basement. It's like, if you find the answers, unless no one finds you, (laughs) find the answers in the tape. (laughs) The whispering shit is creepy. I like that. 
Uh huh. But these, the last two movies, it was hard to hear. Right. Like I feel like it needed more present, and I couldn't hear it. Couldn't hear what they were saying. Uh-huh. So we had to turn up the volume. Do you remember? And no. you were like, turn it down, it's too loud. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't fucking hear what they're Why? saying. Because you can't hear, though. That's the problem. But no, it has nothing to do with that. It was that it was all in, in camera. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. not like they added it in. Well, maybe they did add it in post, but it wasn't loud. I couldn't hear it. I don't know. But yeah, that's when he goes through the like meta doors and he's mm-hmm. going through the first house, the cemetery house. Missing posters. Yeah, the missing posters. He's back in the fucking bedroom in his grandparents' bedroom. And like, you know, like it's like kind of going over some original, like the familiar beats or whatever. And then bam. He finally runs out of the house with the tape, right? Mm-hmm. And he's running towards the road and there's hope. That he's going to get away. Right. And then, bam. And he sees, no, he's first, you see that he sees the two cult-robed people, and they fire a gun at him, and that's when he runs, and he gets hit by a fucking car. And guess who comes out of the car? The fucking... Two people from the first movie, Alex. From the Stormstalkers. Yeah, from from the the first first movie. Movie from the original tape. Alex, the other guy that they didn't know who he was in the second movie, Mm -hmm. and fucking... James. Uh, James, yeah, mm-hmm. which is so crazy, which I loved. I absolutely love that. I love that. That was great. Because we totally forgot about that. They hit somebody in the car and no idea who it was. And I think and the moral do. of the story here is if you are a YouTuber, don't take it out on your other YouTubers, guys. Because the Stormstalkers <laughs> really just, they just ran into Dennis and I think it was kind of done on purpose. <laughs> well, Dennis is a YouTuber. Storm yeah, but, stalkers are a YouTuber. Yeah, but they stalk storms and he stalks old buildings. Uh, and they stalk <laughs> storms at night, which is beyond me. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you're unless you're doing photography at night. I guess it might be kind of interesting to see like lightning or something. Right. Which I do like the wraparound. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like it's lacking. Yeah, it does. It's unfortunately, unfortunately. But yeah. there was some cool parts. Like we said, there was some cool parts. Do you? What do you think would have made this one better? Does there anything another character? More characters? Just one more character would have would have made it good. I think he should have had like an assistant that would film him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And then have a head cam of his own. Mm-hmm. And then they would get split or up. Jesus, and- have his wife there with them and they had to have somebody like babysit their kid you know what i mean like that would have added a whole other element to it yeah it needed more it definitely needed more but i feel like if they also would have shown like the originator of the people who were making these films and why they were cursed a little bit to begin with because honestly the tape that he watched is three different segments where they just Random people having bad occurrences that caused the tape to be cursed? Or were these, was a director intentionally trying to make these movies and they, it somehow became cursed? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because the first one is about an anthology. Yeah. And the cop is watching each segment as he's investigating the house. Right. So, so, but they're individually, it isn't like somebody directed each one of those. They were. They were like individual experiences. To- yeah, they were all put together. It might have been cool, like, if he was trying to save everyone from each of those segments. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good idea. Yeah, like, he... he like, he busted he, in on those he, fucking moments. He, he realizes he's, like, trapped, and oh, shit, and then he runs into one of something happening from the tape. Yeah, and then he goes into the scenario, and he tries to... 
Right. Well, no, like, you guys don't understand. Like he you somehow goes through die. the front door of Daniel Blanche's apartment complex mm-hmm. when he's hearing the things out in the woods. Like, and he's like, don't fucking go. Yeah, Come with me. It. Yeah. Don't do it. You. Yeah. He's like, I don't understand. And then he brings him with him. And then the storm. Then they run into them. The storm stalkers. Somehow he, he instead of them hitting it, he somehow stops them or. Right. You know what I mean? And like, then they try to solve the mystery, but then they realize it's too late. They're already trapped or something. Mm-hmm. It just felt like it needed that level of something to mm-hmm. it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I know that's very difficult to time everything up and to make it look the way that it did, I guess, you yeah, know. Yeah, from the first movie. Right. But there, you know, you can do camera tricks and stuff that would have made it work, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wanted to know more, you know. I wanted to know why this tape was cursed. Like, why was it so cursed from the beginning? And, right. you know, even what if they, like, all escaped and then they show up while the guy's, like, making the movie or something. Or, you know, it gets very, um, what's that show? What's that movie? Um, Shocker. Oh, I don't know. That gets real meta if you've ever mm-hmm. seen the movie Shocker. It's fucking awesome. It's a Wes Craven film. Ah. It's, it's cool. Like, uh, Shocker. That sounds uh, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that one's like, it gets pretty wild with that. I don't know. But yeah, maybe that'll be the fourth one. Maybe that's someone's going to go in and try to save them. And that's mm-hmm. the plan, you know? Right. I don't know. If you're a fan, I'd say of Grave Encounters. If you're a fan of... Found footage movies. Well, that's too simple. I say specifically, if you're a fan of, like, Grave Encounters, then I think this might be the, like, particular type. I like that the first movie is so raw and kind of feels like just shitty footage, but there's some really Mm -hmm. cool moments in it, and the sound effects and stuff that he uses is real creepy. You know, seeing the hand come out behind the door of the clown in the first one. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like those there was those moments that weren't in this one. Right. Kind of just felt like blah. Right. Right. I like the second one better. That was probably yeah. Let's favorite. say let's talk about our order. I think the second one, the first one, the third one. I don't know. It's really tough because that's how I was originally. But in the second watch of the second one, I almost feel like it's in order of the way we've you seen. You saw them. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the second one is good in ways that the first one never was and never was intended to be. But the first one is so raw, you know, Mm -hmm. while the second one really carries the story. Mm -hmm. So it's like you've got to have both of the films to really appreciate, I think, both of them more. While the third one just kind of does something within that world but not adding necessarily too much to it. Well, it couldn't add to it because he wasn't even on the tape doesn't matter well i guess he was on the tape he was on the tape because yeah, he was the he was guy that got edge. hit yeah which i i mean which is a cool wraparound it really right, was and right. and if you look at him on the ground and i because i went back and watched the first movie he is legitimately wearing the same fucking clothes that's smart he gets the blue fucking sweatshirt he gets the same sneakers which by the way those those shoes that he was wearing mm-hmm. those are not common shoes mm-hmm. so he must have had to have kept those shoes right and rewore them for this movie mm-hmm. and that was like years ago so if you think about it it's cool like you see him laying on the ground i watch because i rewatched the first one and i was like oh shit wow they really they really did pay attention. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I don't know. I love the, the attention to detail there. That was pretty cool. So. Right. But I would love to hear what you guys think. I mean, have you seen the movie yet? Are you, you shouldn't be listening this far, but you know, I always say that 
<laughs> and you do it anyway, you piece of shit. No, <laughs> but I like this franchise. I, I do. I don't know what it is. I, I, I have a feeling we're going to see another one. But mm-hmm. as a director, as Ricky, if I were Ricky, I would also be thinking about what's next. Right. I don't want to get stuck doing the same shit over and over again. But in the same regard, it's like, well, you got this thing that's actually pretty cool. Exactly. So you either have to show yourself up in another way, in another creative way, and try to come up with it. Or maybe do something different that has nothing to do with the other one and then somehow make it connected in the same universe. Mm Mm-hmm. Which would be like a nod to the fans. Right. Kind of like how, what was the movie? Uh, Paranormal Activity, the Cursed Ones, or what was it called? The Marked Ones? The Marked Ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one yeah. is really threw me for a loop, but yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it. That, that was one. like one of the, that was like a fresh spot in the movie. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. that that's a good one. Like mm-hmm. some people haven't even seen that one. Right. Because they were like, ah, after three, I was just right. like done. Right. And then four and, you know, like, right. I don't know. So I would love to see more. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him if he doesn't want to do it. Right. You know, because you don't want to get stuck. Right. Because I see these people that do movies like Bad Ben and they're like on their 20th fucking version <laughs> of Bad Ben. And it's like, uh, <laughs> do you really need to do that? <laughs> I think if Ricky got more money and a little bit better, like, acting, I think he could do some pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see what he could do with, uh, like, a, like a, you know, $40,000 budget with, like, you know, actual better actors and stuff like that. It seems like he's gotten a really good kind of grasp of, like, pacing uh, over the three movies. What do you mm-hmm. think? Uh, yeah, but this one kind of... It did it, it did drag a little bit, yeah. but I mean, but some of the scares, the, the way he built up to it, the anticipation, right. I feel like he's gotten a better grasp of since the first movie. Like, it may not be perfect, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Just trying to think. Just talking. <laughs> but yeah, guys, next week, what are we going to watch next week, Christina? What are we going to watch? I don't know. I hate to do this to you guys. I just don't know what I want to do. And since it's my birthday episode, you got to think about it. I really got to think about it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I want to do something cool, but also something that I would be interested in. And I don't want like two mediocre movies necessarily. Like, (laughs) I'd be happy with just one good one and then like, you know, one okay one. But I want to try to make it like kind of fun. And I don't know. My birthday's like, as you get older, it just seems like your birthdays don't matter anymore. Yeah. Right, they don't. So it's like it's like I want to do something to feel good because this will be the second birthday in a row Red that I've been velvet. trapped in time inside. In time. <laughs> I've been trapped inside in of fear footage. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was June that we did the fear footage one and two. Oh, was it June? Yeah. April, oh. May, June. April, May, June, July. Yeah. So it was like two months after my birthday. So we're we're just about at the anniversary of that, but uh, almost, but just not quite. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I want to do something different. So I will let you guys know earlier on in the week. So stay tuned and lock to our social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our Reddit. I mean, have you guys followed all these places? Because if you haven't, you're bad people <laughs> and you should be punished. And I will give you lashings <laughs> sexually. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope you come back for next week to celebrate my birthday. I would really greatly appreciate that. I'm sure we'll be doing something on stream for that day for my birthday. 
um, to celebrate it as well. So if you want to jump by and uh, say hello, freak me out, scare me, whatever you want to do, because people always like donate and scare the shit out of me. And I usually jerk my neck. (laughs) Chubby dude. But anyway, thank you guys so much for coming by. We'll let you know early in the week what we're going to do for my birthday episode. Uh, Thank you so much for spending your time and sharing this with your friends and everything like that. We love you, as always. Long live the void. You will be listening to me.